You know it's just as important to get your home life running smoothly as it is your work or professional life. Because if you can't get out of your home in the morning with two matching earrings and confidence that all your kids are off on their merry way, you're probably not going to kill it in your 9 a.m. meeting or be absolutely focused throughout the day. Today, we're talking home systems that rock. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Welcome back, my sweet friends. I hope you're having a lovely week. It's spring. The flowers are blooming. The birds are chirping. It's really beautiful. And in this time of uncertainty, it is so reassuring to know that Mother Nature is still working as she should be. In fact, hopefully even better than usual since we have emitted so many gases and so much pollution in the world. In case we haven't met before, I'm Ridhu Parikh. I help ambitious women go from overwhelmed and overloaded to confident and clear so they can be productive at work and present at home. Thank you so much for your listening ear. I have a ton of gratitude for you for spending your time with me. And by the way, on the note of gratitude, if you left me a review or a five-star star, I guess, on this podcast, I just want to thank you so much. I know plenty of you have been reaching out to me privately or coming over to my podcast page on my website or just you know, throwing in your reviews here, all of which means so much to me. It helps me not only reach other amazing women around the country, around the world, but also just is so meaningful. I'm like really, really touched by it. I love getting your messages and I just, you know, thank you. It means again, and just let you know how much that means to me. So I believe in order to make your life the fullest, the most successful and rewarding is to look at your life holistically. So whether you're a business owner, a doctor, executive, a supervisor, lawyer, consultant, you know that your whole life isn't just about work and that your whole life isn't just about things that are going on personally or things that are going on at home, right? The way I love to work with my clients and the way that I've designed my own life is to prioritize what's important on both sides. So I'm not going to lie and call it work-life balance. It drives me crazy, that term, only because balance usually implies equal on all sides, right? And for me, in a day, it's not like I spend two hours on health and two hours on work and two hours on family and two hours on chores. Like, obviously, it's not how life works. So I like to think of it more like work-life imbalance, work-life integration, or how about just life, right? Just life which is why it's just as important to get your home life running smoothly as it is to get your work life or your professional life running smoothly. Because if you can't get out of your home in the morning with two matching earrings and with all your kids off on their merry way, you're probably not going to kill it in your 9 a.m. meeting or be absolutely focused throughout the day. So if you've been with me for a while, then you're familiar with my background. And if not, allow me to fill you in on it really quickly right now. When I first started my entrepreneurial journey, I started as a professional home organizer. 
Well, actually, I started as a photo and video organizer. I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, my first year or so was just organizing other people's photos and making those digital photo books or scrapbooking or making them really cool videos that you could use at like anniversaries or birthdays or graduations. And then as people started asking me, hey, could you also organize our house? Like while I was in, I would go into people's homes. This is a local business and I would do this for them. And they, you know, we'd start talking and become very close friends with them because I'd be spending so much time there. And I was like, sure, I'd love to. I love organizing. And the reason I didn't move into home organizing right away was because I was trying to create more of a niche for myself. So I started with the photo and video. But anyway, so I love the organizing. It truly is one of these like natural gifts that I have. Plus, my parents are really organized. And in fact, there are a lot, a lot of type A personalities in my family and in my extended family. Like we are one organized and anal group, (laughs) so I'm pretty sure it rubbed off on me. Although my husband and I are pretty organized too, and this does not seem to be rubbing off on my teenage boys, especially my 16-year-old. But I digress. So today, I want to talk about the three systems in your home that I used to hear many moons ago when I was organizing as being one of the biggest problem areas, and that even today with my coaching clients, we talk about all the time. And I think this really surprises my clients, my current coaching clients, that we spend time talking about maybe their laundry or their meals or clutter or paper organization, because typically, since they are kick-ass women professionals, we're talking about structuring their day and creating systems around their teams or compiling data and so on and so on. And so it always surprises them when, you know, maybe we're a little bit through the process and they're starting to feel more in control at work that I'm like, okay, let's now start talking about some things at home. How can I help you there? What's really painful for you? Is it about making dinner every night or is it about all the stuff that's lying around? Is it the scheduling? You know, I start asking them asking them about these challenges at home. And like I said, they are just really surprised by that because they don't think we're going to get to it. But as I mentioned, it's so important to me that we focus on life, life, not just work, not just professional stuff, but everything going on home. And it's that's why we have to address it all. In fact, the coaching system that I take a lot of my clients through is called Life in Control because it's about home life and work life. So for today, the three key systems I picked out are laundry, meals, and clutter. Now, keep in mind, I could definitely do an entire episode on each one of these. My episodes are about, I don't know, 18 to 25 minutes typically, so I would not have any trouble spending that much time on each one of these, on laundry, meals, or clutter. So if it's something you want to hear more about, just let me know. Come on over to my site, just shoot me an email, let me know, and I'd be happy to get into more depth into it. But for today's purpose, I'm going to tell you a few quick yet very powerful and very simple, because you know that's how I like to keep it, a tip or two on each one. So as I mentioned, I'm really organized. And when any time somebody new comes to our house, like someone we've just become friends with, or maybe like a family member that has never been to our home before, like we live away from most of our family. Most of our family is on the East Coast, my husband and my family, and we are, my husband and I and our family, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. So yeah, we still definitely have, have family members who come and it's the first time they've seen our house. 
And they always ask, or they don't always ask, but I guess a lot of times I get asked, how do we keep it looking this way? How do you stay so organized? And especially was asked this when my boys were really young. Like, you know, if you have kids, like there's stuff everywhere. Everyone's always running around. There's always a big old mess. And, you know, our house looked pretty much in good shape. And I always would tell them, you know what, there's a bunch of ways, there's different tools and strategies, but there is one key strategy. There's one thing that I live by, and this, if I had to nail it down to the one thing and the one thing only, this is the one that's really going to help you stay organized and stay on top of stuff and be more productive and just have more time for the people and things you love. And I'm going to tell you this one before we jump into any of the tips because it's going to relate to all three of the areas that we talked about. And it's this. Drum roll, please. I don't keep a lot of stuff. Yes, you heard it. I don't keep a lot of stuff. I believe if you didn't do anything at all that was traditionally organized, right, like use bins or baskets or a label maker, and you just simplified the amount of stuff you had, if you didn't keep a lot of stuff, then your productivity would go up tenfold. Now, just to be clear, I'm not a minimalist, or I don't think I am. No, I'm not, because I definitely, I don't have a capsule wardrobe. I don't limit my clothing to 46 items or anything like that, and I don't have like a maximum amount of the number of plates or jewelry I have. You know, I don't do it that way. I think that's kind of how I think of more minimalism. However, we have far less stuff in our house than the average household. I know this because I did used to organize, used to go into people's homes so I could see that, but also because I have friends and I have family and so I see how much stuff they have. And well before the days of Marie Kondo, I'm just going to assume y'all know Marie Kondo because the whole world does. The um, She is like the organizing guru of all time right now. I adopted the idea of keeping things I truly love and eliminating stuff that I don't. So before she was a thing, it was a thing, right? I found that the more that I have streamlined, the more that I've eliminated and I've gotten through the decluttering process so many times, the more I've done that, the less emotionally attached I am to my items. So when I used to do this earlier in my life, you know, it was harder for me to get rid of things. And the more I've done it and the more I come out on the other side and realize it's no big deal everyone's going to be fine. No one's going to die. We're going to have a roof over our head. And in fact, it's added to so much happiness and joy in our life. Like I have so much less stress and less overwhelm. I spend less time on looking from things and trying to figure out what I did with them, trying to remember where they are, putting them back, less time figuring out what storage to use. All of that goes away. So now it's just such an easier process for me because I can get rid of it without feeling really guilty or bad or overthinking it because I know on the other side of it, it's going to be all upside. So I wanted to start with this notion of simplifying because really that's the key of any and all systems working well in your home. And it helps for two reasons. And I'm going to take you through these two and I'm going to relate them to what I said we'd be talking about, the laundry and meals and clutter, but it can relate to any type of system in your house. So the two things are basic math and the second is options. So let's just start with laundry, okay? And what this means, the basic math and options. Okay, so the math just doesn't add up 
in many cases when we're doing our laundry. So if you have like 20 or 30 or more pairs of underwear and you're doing laundry twice a week, so that means once every three to four days you're doing laundry, why then do you need 20 pairs of underwear or 30 pairs of underwear? Why do you need that much? The math just doesn't add up. It's like we have too much of that particular item than what we can even are even capable of using. Okay, so that's the math that I'm talking about. Now, let's say you're having a hard time deciding what underwear to grab in the morning when you're in a rush. It's morning, you have to like do a million things and it's just taking you, even if it's just like 30 seconds longer than it should just to figure out what to wear, it's because you have too many pairs to choose from. And that's the options side that I'm talking about. Having too many options causes decision fatigue. You are overwhelmed kind of thinking about which one should I choose? There's too many choices, it's wasting time, and it's making you second guess, and sometimes it even like, depending on what we're talking about, maybe not the underwear to get out in the morning, but other things you need to choose in your house, sometimes it just causes complete paralysis. So those are examples of why it doesn't make sense, right? Like why the notion of simplifying really helps because of that basic math and options. You want to try to look at things from that perspective. So for both of these reasons, if you really want to see a significant change in your systems and you want them to run better, more like a well-oiled machine, and just be easier, you want to simplify the amount of stuff that you have. So I can totally relate this back to my kids' clutter when they were young. So you know if you have kids, or if you remember back when you have young kids, their stuff is everywhere, right? Whether it was the crayons or the action figures or the Legos, the more we had the longer it took to find things, and definitely the longer it took to clean them up, which just meant more crapola laying around everywhere, more stress that it was to walk into their rooms or all around the house for that matter because there were so many little little pieces everywhere and so hard to get everybody together to try to clean it all up. Okay, so here's a really specific example. If you have kids, you know they get a box of crayons like every other week right? They're either from a birthday party or a restaurant with the kids' meals. They always give them the crayons or they come home from them, like from school. So I would just keep adding them to this big crayon bin. Pretty organized, right? We had this bin and we'd throw the crayons in. And then we'd get more crayons and more crayons and we'd outgrow it. And I'd get a bigger bin and we'd put more in there, more there. Then we'd outgrow it and I'd get a bigger bin until I realized this was just ridiculous. It didn't make sense from a math perspective or an options perspective, which was only adding to my stress level and really the stress for the kids too. So if we look at this in terms of math, from a math perspective, my boys only have two hands. I'm guessing you do too. And they can only color with one. So we only really needed two of each of the same color at a time if they were both coloring at the exact same time, which didn't rarely happen, but maybe it would happen once in a while. So let's say the color was navy blue. Maybe I could justify four of them, four of the navy blue crayons in case we lost some or in case friends came over and they all wanted to color at the same time and simultaneously everybody needed the navy blue. But it certainly didn't make sense for me having 25 of them, right? That math case makes no sense. It didn't make sense, which means I didn't need that many crayons. As far as options, it takes a long time to dig through a giant bin to find the exact color they wanted. And also because of the sheer number of options, 
those crayons had the potential of causing a lot of stress. There were enough that you could probably hide a hundred of them in each room and under pillows, on the couch, into the pantry, around the toilet, and still have tons left over. No bueno, right? Just the sheer volume of them was going to add more chaos and more annoyingness and more disorganization throughout the house. So listen, if you don't have kids or if you cannot relate to that example, the same idea applies to your papers or your pens or your overflowing shoes. The math just doesn't make sense for what the amount that you're actually going to use and what you have, it doesn't make sense. And the volume of options causes a lot of problems. I can even show you how this works with food. You know, like right after you go grocery shopping and then you look in your pantry or in your fridge and it's full, but you have absolutely no idea what to make for dinner. There's a good chance that math doesn't make sense in terms of too many bottles of marinara sauce and not enough boxes of pasta or too many carbs or veggies for your family to consume in the week. Also, because there's so many options, it's packed, you don't even know what to choose, right? It's overwhelming. It's hard to make sense of what goes together to quickly come up with a meal. Okay, so I hope I demonstrated to you why it's so important to simplify, to not keep a lot, to not bring in a lot, or another way to look at it is to get stuff out of your house regularly, consistently, and without overthinking. I get that you might not be the only person responsible for things coming in, but I bet you can certainly help on getting them out. We have a Goodwill drop-off place close to our house, so I always have a bin or two full that I can take over. So I keep a big empty bin in our guest room closet so I have somewhere to dump the clothes or the books or the kitchen items or the towels or whatever it is that I've decided I don't need. I'm going to streamline. I'm going to declutter because the math doesn't make sense and the options are causing a lot of stress. And that's actually very often. So it's really great for me to have that empty bin so I can keep throwing things in. And it is so great to know that there's somewhere for them to go. Otherwise, you know, the stuff you think you're going to get rid of just ends up getting back into the house again. It drives me crazy. So really, this is my number one strategy. Remember, the number one strategy for staying organized and having things run smoothly in the house is simplifying. Okay, so now that that's out of the way, you are so sold, right, on all the benefits of having less and really embracing that less is more. I'm going to give you a tip or two on each of the three systems I started off with, which were laundry, meals, and clutter. Now, I'm just going to tell you how things flow in my house. I'll give you maybe an example of what I have done with some clients, but ultimately, you need to do what works best for you. My way isn't the only way. It's what works for me and my family. And with my clients, we customize what works for them and their circumstances and their family dynamics. So you've got to do the same. But hopefully this might spark some ideas for you. Okay, so this first tip I'm going to get into applies to all three areas, to all the systems, and that is to get on a routine. A routine can be daily, it can be weekly, it can even be monthly depending on what the system is for. So if you're not on some sort of a routine, you feel like you're flying by the seat of your pants. You're throwing in the laundry whenever you realize you don't have clothes left, or you're scrambling last minute to make a meal, or spend an entire Saturday trying to pick up your house, which totally sucks because that is just not really a fun way to spend your day off. So for myself, we do all our clothes, all of our laundry on the weekend. That's the routine for our laundry. And I know what you're thinking. 
That Parikh family knows how to party it up on a Saturday. I know, we are crazy like that. But in all seriousness, since everybody knows the laundry is done on the weekends, we rarely, if ever, find ourselves looking for clothes to wear in the middle of the week because by Sunday night, every week, they are done. So I recently worked in a laundry system amongst many home systems with a coaching client. So she is a lawyer. So admittedly, we first spent our first several sessions on getting control of her days at work and prioritizing and helping her master her to-do list and creating systems so she could delegate and, you know, so on and so forth. And then, of course, we started working on the home front. And what worked best for her, for her laundry needs, was for her to do her sheets and towels on Wednesdays and Wednesday evenings after work. And then she would do her laundry and her husband's and her child, she had one daughter, that washing on Saturday and then folding the clothes on Sunday. She didn't mind folding clothes while she was vegging out in front of the TV. So Sunday actually worked really well for her because it was like a real down day. So her plan was different than mine, but it worked really well for her. But more importantly, it put her on a routine. So I strongly recommend getting on a schedule or a routine like that because like every other routine in your life, it allows you to plan. It allows other people in your family to plan. It stops the franticness of haphazardly, randomly doing this and that and that. More than anything, you're not worried about it not getting done or falling through the cracks because you know there is a plan in place. It really gives you peace of mind and calmness. Okay, so let's move on to meals. Again, like the laundry routine, your best success will, be, will lie in having a routine or structure in place for some type of meal planning. I strongly recommend planning on a weekly basis, but if that feels like too much of a stretch for you, any planning is better than no planning, which means even if you plan just two days in advance, that's also going to help you tremendously because the worst is when it's five o'clock and the anxiety sets in about what to make or what to do for dinner and you just you know spend all this stress on it or you just grab some crap from outside and that's just not how you want to show up for your family. All right, so we don't want that for you. What I like to do is plan weekly. And here's how my system goes, and it's crazy easy. I pick five dinners that I want to make for the week because we typically have pizza or go out with friends on Friday and Saturday nights. So I'm just planning from Sunday night to Thursday nights, five nights. And so here's the where it really works and why this is so important. You have to write this down along with the ingredients. So, but the thing is, you only have to write it down once. You only have to write down that ingredients once. So I would suggest just kind of taking a stab at saying, what are my top five or top 10 meals that I could make and get like five or 10 index cards and write down, here's the meal. And then here's all the ingredients, everything I need to shop for that particular meal. So let's just say for argument's sake, you have 10 of these. You come up with 10 of these meals. Well, on a Sunday, I'll grab five. I'll just pick five. Now, we don't need a ton of variety in my family, so they're just fine if I do five one week and then five another week, and then we go back to that five from the alternate week before. And I'll pick those five, and now, guess what? You have all your ingredients on the back of those index cards. So right there, without even having to recreate your entire shopping list, without having to stress out over what am I going to make every day this week, You have your plan for the week as well as your shopping list. Now, I actually order my groceries online. I'm not doing that right now as we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and it's just not happening at my local grocery store. But I would take my top five for that week, the the meals I was going to make for the week, 
order them online on Saturday so that the groceries were delivered on Sunday and then we were set from Sunday through Thursday. So this was just a really great system and it works tremendously. And the weeks I don't do it, like every now and then I skip planning the five meals and ordering those groceries accordingly. I'm just picking random things at the grocery store. It without fail is always a stressful week. And I have that time at five o'clock where I'm like, what am I going to do for dinner tonight? Look in the fridge. Even though it's full, I have no idea what to make. So this is an example of how getting on a routine can be so helpful, but also kind of really following through with that meal planning system. So some of my clients also prep on Sundays, which is fantastic. It's like they literally prep all their meals for the week on Sundays. I'm going to be honest, I am so bad about consistently doing this. I've done it some weeks. I don't do it others. But this is definitely a habit I want to adopt, and I can totally see the benefit in doing that. Okay, so let's move on to clutter and reining it in. And I'm going to give you a tip or two about how to get this moving, also like a well-oiled machine, and making your home and spaces run more smoothly. So beyond getting rid of things consistently and having a routine for tidying up, which, by the way, I do on a daily basis, every night before I go to bed, everyone picks up their stuff and takes it to their rooms or put their shoes away. We clean up from dinner. Most of the time, I have some help from everybody else, and we kind of make this a family affair for all of 15 minutes, but sometimes I don't. And either way, I make sure I clear up the kitchen counters and the table and the family room, and that might take, if I do it by myself, all of 20 minutes. But that 20-minute investment is gold for the next morning. I wake up so much happier and less stressed knowing the sink isn't overflowing. But I digress, and I want to give you one tip that is super helpful for me to keep papers in control. And I know this is a huge source of clutter, so that's why I'm going to focus on this one. I am all too familiar with all the places it comes from, the mail or the kids' papers or the insurance papers or the warranties or the flyers or the bank statements. And even though we're in this digital world, we are far from being 100% online. There's still a lot of paper in our lives. So if you find yourself with a lot of random papers on your desk or your counter and they just keep getting shuffled back and forth into your ever-growing pile, chances are you're spending a lot of time on processing and reprocessing the same information over and over again. So you waste valuable time sifting through the pile over and over without really taking any action. So if this sounds like you, and here's a really easy system that I discovered years ago, and it has definitely stood the test of time. And of course, it's super simple because that's the way I roll. So here's what it is. Create three simple folders, and they will be labeled to do, doing, and done. So the first time you look at your paper, right, you grab it. It's in your pile. Let's say it's on your counter. It's in your mail pile. You put it in one of the three folders. So if you haven't started on what needs to be done with that paper, like you need to fill out something or mail something or talk to somebody about it, you're going to put it in your to-do folder. If you started it, but you haven't finished it, you're going to put it in your doing folder. So let's say you started filling out the form, but uh, you know you haven't finished it, so you can put in the doing folder. And if you're done with that paper and it needs to be filed or it needs to be shredded or it needs to be forwarded, you're going to put it in the done folder. So this simple system saves you a ton of time going through your piles, which we tend to do over and over and over, and it will keep your papers organized. It will feel a whole lot less overwhelming when it's time for you to go get some work done. And that way you also know, you know what, I need to, I have maybe 15 minutes. I'm just going to grab my doing folder because it's stuff I started that I need to get done. 
All right, so there you have it. Some simple ways to start taking control of the most challenging systems in your home. I know we can get a lot further into these. Being a mom of two and running a business and doing everything for everyone, just like you, I totally get how important it is just to feel as confident that things are running well at home as they are at work. So I really hope these tips served you well. And again, let me know if you want to hear more. But we're not going to stop there. You know every week I leave you with a challenge to make the time you've invested here 100% worth it. So today's action is to take a few minutes and decide which system in your household you want to put your focus on. It might not even be the three we talked about. Maybe it's all around simplifying, which I spent a lot of time on, or something completely different, but you want to put a stake in the ground to take a small step to help you establish some type of system in your home. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I'm so happy you got to we got to spend our time together. And by the way, don't you love it when you get a good thing from your girlfriends? Like I think it's the best way to share something with your besties is just to let them know about it. You're like, here's something I really enjoy. I can't wait to tell you. So if you've enjoyed our previous podcast, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, I would love it if you would share this with one of your besties, a friend, or a colleague that you think could benefit from it and just, you know, share the love. I'd be super appreciative. And also, if you would subscribe and throw in one of those little reviews, it really, really does help me get seen and reach other amazing women all around the globe. And if there is any way that I can support you on the home front, on the work front, any way that I can be a resource to you, I would love to partner with you. So come on over to lifeisorganized.com, connect with me. You can see the different ways we can work together. There are plenty of ways that I can help you take control of your life, feel less overwhelmed, and show up as the rock star that you know you were meant to be. Lastly, if you want a free kick-ass resource called 21 Killer Hacks to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash hacks, H-A-C-K-S. Here's to getting more of the right things done. Stay safe, be well, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye.